Yeah, and the record button. There you go. Yeah, I, I totally could have totally okay, surprised. Okay, Jason, do it again. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, dude, I did my morning of daily ritual of counting the hairs on my head, and I'm up to twelve. So <laughs> I was so excited that that happened, and you need you need that Bugs Bunny thing, you know, <laughs> the barber of Seville. Yes, my 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 favorite Looney Tunes episode. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see you guys in a minute. everybody welcome back to the three geeks podcast we are here we are live and we are so excited to spend a few hours with you guys today we brought a friend along with us mick manhattan the scene snob mick how are you doing bud i'm doing well i'm doing well thanks for having me back guys absolutely man i uh, mick and i talk pretty much every day and it's nice to actually be able to look at him as we talk because we haven't done a whole lot of shows together this year yeah. but we're gonna fix that right now with everybody out there so uh yeah justin mike and uh, dan and uh, presumably max will be with us soon i don't know where he's at i saw him in person the other day we went to a restaurant and they had bacon that was like this thick nice on a slab it was sriracha bacon <sighs> it was Maybe heavenly bacon. like you cut it and it just it's as juicy as a steak would be so good it was like it was a it was an appetizer by itself. Like it was just that one piece of really thick bacon. Highly recommend if you're ever in Columbus, beer 101 or 101 beer, whatever they call it. But uh, I want to ask you guys: Is waking up with the headache the worst way to wake up in the morning? I, I imagine they're the worst things, but well, I, mean, I, I can't think of many off the top of my head. I like <laughs> theoretically, no. Uh, yeah, I'm like now if you if you wake up in a back alley naked and not knowing why you're there. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, this morning I woke up with my back hurting, but that's pretty regular occurrence. But then I had the headache, and the headache just makes you want to say "fuck this day" and just close your eyes and go back to bed. Clearly, you've never had kidney stones. And <laughs> 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 you go to sleep nice. upset with that one though too. Like you're, you're just you're in bad time all the time. You know. Absolutely. Hey, hey Max. What's up, Max? Uh, you ever just had one of those fucking days? Yeah, we were just talking about, <laughs> talking about having one of those days. <laughs> Fuck, man. Like, home ownership is not for me. Okay, like, I, I'm just not <laughs> cut out to be a homeowner. I can't do the maintenance and shit required to fucking own a home. Like, this is, I, I, I'm like, all right, the wife, the wife says she's going to church. I'm like, okay, I will make myself useful. I'm going to power wash the deck like I'm supposed to, like I've been saying I was going to do for fucking three days now, right? No biggie. New power washer. We just bought this thing like a month and a half ago. I plug everything in, and fucking water is pouring out of everywhere. 
<laughs> and, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> tighten it up, my man. Yep. And, and then I'm like, okay, okay, we got this. It's fine. Like, I unplug every fucking thing, screw it all back in, make sure everything's together. Still water coming out of everywhere. I'm like, well, maybe it'll still work. You know, maybe I can just power wash the deck, get get freaking soaking wet. That's fine. You know, like we'll get it done. No pressure coming out of the hose. Fucking, I'm about to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> I got to say, though, man, you are a homeowner in the age of YouTube. So that gives you a little bit of an advantage. Okay, but, but all of the knowledge on the internet can't help me. Okay, I, I'm not capable of doing the things that they tell me to do. <laughs> There's just something. Listen, I owned a home and it sucked. I did not like it. I do not recommend. After we sold our house, we're like, we're renting. And every year, we're like, yeah, maybe it's time to buy a home again. Maybe we'll buy a new house. But we, we rent like a really nice house in a nice area. We looked, we did our due diligence. And I'll tell you, it's so much nicer not having to replace and fix things. Yeah, I honestly, I know that, um, Justin, you're a homeowner. And like the idea of owning a home is nice because you're paying and you own this. Like it's yours. But as somebody who's been renting for the last couple of years, it's so nice when something breaks, you can just call a guy and say, Hey, can you come over here and fix it? And you don't have to pay any money or can yeah. you drop off some new blinds from my apartment because my old blinds have gone to shit because of the cat. Yeah. yeah you're, you're like, also lighting your money on fire though. Right. I mean, Max is yeah, described yeah. like an annoying power washing incident, but his net worth of his house has probably gone up by, I don't know, 25% in the past year. You know what I mean? I will tell you. But <laughs> JT, calling the maintenance guy is fine if your maintenance guy or if your maintenance guy is is at all competent. <laughs> See, well, I, my maintenance I, guy I'm is a great. fucking idiot. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I it sucks when you call somebody and, and like I'm the guy who answers. Yeah, yeah like, like okay. <laughs> still know nothing. Still completely useless. <laughs> so you know this really, thing works. I don't. I don't. <laughs> really short story. Okay, I I I went to the office to, to see if they could get my my uh, bathroom linoleum under the 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 trim, right? And so they sent this dude who ripped off the trim, just shoved the linoleum under and just laid it on top and left. Wow. Because that's how that fucking works. That's exactly what you asked for. And and I'm like, dude, what'd you do? And he's like, I don't know. I always felt bad for the guys that came to my dad's house to fix things or to put things together for him. Like he hired some guy to do the floor. And my dad knows how to do it all himself. He's just getting older. So, you know, he has other people do it for him. This guy came in and did their floor, put in hardwood floors. And they were just like, like very small holes between the floorboards and so forth and like bad uh cuttery or whatever my dad got that guy fired. <laughs> my dad got that guy fired from his job another guy came out he got the whole job done for free wow <laughs> i mean like and then like yeah I, i'm just like good god i can't yeah, all i'll say is all the annoyances and stuff like financially speaking you're much better off owning a home than not Oh, absolutely. I, I only disagree because I've done both and I have way more money than when I owned a home. You have more money in your bank account, not more money in terms of net worth. There is a difference. Theoretically, though. I, no, that's actually not true. I have Because I have more money in my bank account, I invest more. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but your interest rate is probably else. not going to be as stable as a property. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, if, it's, if you're going to sell it now. goes up and down, man. That's okay. very fair, but when that bubble bursts, <laughs> go, same go ahead, stock market on crossfire. Um, <laughs> no kidding. What were you saying, Dan? 
Go ahead, Dan. If you're gonna sell it now, you're you're gonna spend like 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 all that extra money getting a new house unless you're going van life. So oh, yeah. you know, no, like no, van life. Well, it's, at the same time, you're also locking in a payment and an interest rate, a thirty-year yeah. mortgage oh, yeah. in terms yeah. of like there's a thousand. Just, something tells me Justin follows a lot of real estate agents. I'm in banking. I will tell you, um, owning a home is much better off for you oh, financially than not. Yeah, you know, especially when you're like, if you're paying the same price like every month, like that's that's the only thing that gets me. If you're if you're renting or owning, you're paying the same price in rent as you would on a mortgage. Like you should probably have the mortgage. Um, you're just not gonna have a power wash deck. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Like, like, this, fuck this, the power washer. Okay, the I wish I would have just said fuck the deck today. The <laughs> argument here, and I'm not saying they're wrong. It, owning a home is a completely different world, and it, and I get it. I completely understand it. It's yours. You own it. And there's, there's a pride there that you should have. Now, your arguments, Justin, your arguments, Max, are based on the fact that you own homes. And that's fully understandable. But that bur- that bubble's going to burst one day. And you can't base it. You can't base, all right, I have this investment in my home based on that. Because things are going to fluctuate. And Same with any investment you're ever going to have. Any asset yeah, you're going to have has the opportunity that's, that's, that's to go down. Right? Except for you don't On like the other hand, you're not, you're not printing more land. I like how going this to is like an East Coast, West yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah. Like, the renters are all like, yay, renting. We can have a guy. We can call. No, I'm not saying rent or own. Do whatever you want is yeah. my basic argument for the whole thing. But sure. On the other hand, is, is your rent ever going to go down? Actually, my rent, I've been here for four years. Yeah. This is my fourth year in this home, and my rent has never gone up. Really? Oh, it really depends. That again, wasn't the question. Due though. diligence, we worked with the person. But, but the question was, does it ever go up. down? <laughs> and he put a new roof on the place. We got new garage doors this year. That's right, George. You got to do your right, work, George. Yeah, yeah. We covered the passion. Three geeks. Three yeah, yes. uh, it, it is this like, the best. But this is this, well, the, the main point. Of my fucking shit day uh, is that I can come here and I'm like a knowledgeable fucking person in this <laughs> field. You know, it's like <laughs> I can I can come here and be with my people and feel useful and, and valuable. <laughs> well, that shit that went to shit real quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's talk about something less. I love you guys. Abortion, everybody. I'm just kidding. We love you too, Max. <laughs> Abortion. It'd be less controversial. Oh god, you're gonna get him on sex offenders again. Nobody wants that shit. Okay, <laughs> just, just... Oh man. Uh, hey George, drop in the comments below what your show's about tonight, and I'll post it on here. But um, guys, oh. so we got the top five movies you need to watch twice to really fully either understand or be completely on board with. And I know one we're going to do in the near future, we're going to do top five movies you had to watch twice to like, because I have a list of those as well. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, coming up at 1 o'clock, we have Stacy and Gil joining us for the second half. Uh, Justin and I met Gil uh, when we hung out with Stacy and Dan did as well. Uh, great guy. Super nice guy. Very, very fun. Uh, took us all out to lunch. Super awesome. And then Stacy Toy, you guys know she's been on here many times, and we all love her very much. So um, let's start with Mike. What is your number five? All right. Phil, uh, you need to watch twice. Well, for this list, I had to really think about because I really like this idea. Uh, it's more about like films that I felt were more 
show than tell. Like, I get the gist of most movies, you know, during the first sitting, and sometimes movies can't help but over-explain themselves, like Christopher Nolan movies like to over-explain <laughs> themselves. Uh, but these are films where I, after the first sitting, I'm like, huh, okay, I think I got an idea. I have to see it again. Uh, I'll start with my most straightforward one. Uh, this is called Wings of Desire. It's by Vim Benders. uh, City of Angels with Nick Cage and Meg Ryan is loosely based on this, except City of Angels sucks. Um, (laughs) uh, Wings of Desire. It's about executed. (laughs) Yeah, it's about an angel falling in love with a trapeze artist and then becoming human. And it's filmed right before the Berlin Wall came down, and a lot of the plot is about you know the separation too, and so it's interesting. And I got more the romantic kind of undertones of it the first time around. But then I'm also like, okay, I got to also think about, you know, the time frame in which this was being made and who it's being made by. And a lot of it also tying into kind of the cultural aspect of there's this big divide in this particular culture, literally and figuratively. And it plays in a little bit to the characterization of the angels. And especially once they or once one of them becomes human. Uh, but also there's other things to love too. Great cinematography, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are in it. So nice. I'd recommend it. But yeah, it took me at least two viewings to kind of be like, okay, I get the romantic side of it a little bit more, but now the more esoteric kind of cultural stuff is coming through more clearly now too. So Nice, nice. But one thing that City of Angels gave us that the other <laughs> one did not, and that is – and I'd give up forever to touch you. Like, there would have been no fun slow dances at a high school dance without Iris Dude. by Goo Goo Dolls. And that was given to us by City of Angels. I will take Nick Cave over that any day. So. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> That's fair. But that was like the number one song they'd play. I think they'd play it twice at each of our school dances. I think they'd play it like twice at. at- each of everything that song was freaking yeah, yeah. it was, it was yeah. very annoying dan what's your number five <laughs> okay i went with uh movies that make absolutely no sense and then i had to narrow that down to movies that make absolutely no sense that i like so, <laughs> no. <laughs> so dan's list of 100 movies that make no sense that he likes <laughs> whittled down to three so, so my number five is who killed Captain Alex? Which is an Ugandan film, which I suggest everybody watch because it's amazing. Uh, I've seen, I've seen that some said, clips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like, okay, there, there's um, what what they call a VJ describes like what they're saying and 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 all the action to you, and I still have no clue who killed Captain Alex by the end of the movie. So. But but it's it's a great film to watch. Apparently, everybody in in Uganda knows kung fu, and and, and uh, it has a lot of action in it. And you should really really watch it. Mick, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, we're not gonna get away from this that quickly. Okay, I need to see what the hell you're talking about. Oh, oh. Of work looks different. Oh, no. Apple TV, that's great. <laughs> that looks yeah. really good for you, Gandhi. Hey, Nance. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, they're, they're really like to act in Ugandan films. It's a, it's a well known fact. 
Morbius. Yeah. We found German twins. We cooked them. You can't at Bruce Lee. What is happening? Bruce Lee. How do you find this movie, Dan? <laughs> Which I'm sure I could ask you about a lot of the movies. Yeah, it's like how I find every other movie, my man. Like, like it's just, it shows up and I watch it. It's on TV. How does it show up? It's random Googling? <laughs> Fascinating. I it, think we got the gist. It's on Tubi. Right. Now, look it's look at the Tubi. ratings of that. <laughs> look look at the IMDb rating for it, JT. I know, 7 out of 10. I'm sure it's great. Wow. All right, 7 Mick. out of 10. Mick, what is because your number you... 5? <laughs> uh, my number 5 is Primer. Uh, time travel. Okay. That it's... is on my list. It's a little higher, but we'll talk about it. Actually, no, it's number 5. Yeah. It's a, it, I mean, it's a great movie. I mean, you probably have to watch it way more than twice just to fully comprehend everything that's going on in it. But uh, I, I felt like that's going to be on a lot of lists, so I put it at my number five because uh, like it gets a little odder from there. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those movies like supposedly it did everything theoretically so right that you can't really make sense of it the first time you watch it. I've seen it like six times, and I still have no idea what the hell. I know they're going like through time and things are changing, but. I don't like know like what's happening, but I like the movie. Obviously, I keep going back and watching. Yeah. Oh, well done! And in indie film from back yeah. in the day about time travel. That's it. All I got. That's all I got. <laughs> you want me to pitch the movie some more? Watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's me, right? Max. Yep. Oh. Oh, Jason. Wait, what? Okay, so my list of five isn't necessarily movies that are like hard to understand. That's why you watch them twice, or <laughs> necessarily movies that are good that you should watch twice. These are movies that, like, when I watched the first time, you know, or some of them are you just like when I watched it the first time, I'm like, there's no way that that is what I saw, you know, <laughs> 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 or you know, like, oh, this. Is like is really good. I'm gonna go back and watch it again. And there's levels too. So like, I know there's a lot of movies that like are very like actually hard to understand. But I'm just like movies that like I went and saw twice because either I couldn't believe something, and like I had to go back and make sure, (laughs) or you know things along that line. Um, Being John Malkovich is my number five. Um, Good good film. So this is like you'll see as the list goes on. Like there's some there's some terrible movies. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a really interesting movie, and uh, I didn't really, like, it's funny, and it's it's, it's, it's very smart, and, uh, yeah, I liked it, but uh, it, it, I didn't have to go back and watch it again to kind of even feel what they were doing with the movie. I don't know if, they, if anyone else had that experience. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I want to see it, but I haven't seen oh, it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, Justin, what do you got? Uh, my number five is 12 Monkeys. Bruce Willis. We just talked about Bruce yes. Willis, so it's top of mind from last or previous uh, <clears throat> top five list. But, I, I mean, it's fun watching Bruce Willis kind of go insane. Do, do we think he's insane? Do we think the government organization that keeps pulling him back, or if it's even a government organization or just a random sect of crazy people and just kind of following that back and trying to understand that whole movie? So 
It's a fun they one. really did do that well. And yeah. they, so many TV shows have tried to copy that. Even right now, like you have uh, Moon Knight sort of do, doing that. Yeah. You're totally 12 right. Monkeys, like nobody did it like them. Yeah. It was yeah. wild. 12 Monkeys almost made my list, but since I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, I didn't want that to cloud my I didn't understand this movie <laughs> thing. But uh, I need to revisit it so bad because I remember really liking it. All right, Mike, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is the Jim Jarmusch movie Dead Man. Uh, it's it's a straightforward like western, but it's like an acid western. In other words, like it's better when you're on drugs. Uh, but <laughs> it, it is more straightforward in terms of its story, but in terms of its themes, I always whenever I rewatch it, I'm like, there's something always new to appreciate. Like basically, the whole movie is Johnny Depp gets shot pretty early on in the movie, and it's just watching him slowly die throughout the film while he goes on a little road trip with a, a Native American uh, companion. Uh, but then also there's a lot kind of talking about, you know, the spiritual side of things. And then again, the cultural aspect of it and how white people treated Native Americans like shit at the time. Uh, but also it's a celebration of Native American culture as well. Like there are lines of dialogue in, I believe, uh, Blackfoot and there's no translation for it. And apparently like Native American audiences like love it. Like they're, they're inside jokes for them. So it's it's really kind of cool, but also, like I said, I thought I got the sense of what it was about at first, and I'm like, oh, there's more layers to really appreciate upon watching it again. And also, to go along with the music thing, Neil Young does a soundtrack, so improvised. Nice. I'll have to check that out. That, Jason. Yeah. I was like the least convincing, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I do want to check it out. It's just when he started describing the, the movie, I'm like, that's, did he talk that about that? Yeah. That was, that was an, he, I'll have to check that out to a guy who just pitched a movie. And you're like, oh man, this guy's really smart. He like came to do this. I'm just going to tell him I'm going to check it out. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm not putting you down. I'm not saying, hey man. I, I was that thinking was, the same thing. Like, dude, this is a smart pick. I need to reconfigure my picks. <laughs> uh, that was the most obligatory. I'm going to check that out. I've ever heard in my entire life. But when he started it, when he started describing it, I'm like, is he talking about the Amber Heard trial? Because you could see Johnny Jeez. Depp doing the same thing. <laughs> uh... Oh! <laughs> For some reason, that's been my obsession on YouTube. Watching that trailer. For some reason. Trial, like, that's cool. Which again. It's kind of weird, but that, that's you're the, the, you're the only justice for Amber Heard that there is in this world. Right now. <laughs> What's that? You're the only justice for Amber Heard hashtag that there is right now. Uh, don't Everybody else is for Amber Heard trial right now. Uh, um, oh my goodness! I would not want to be anyone in that trial. Like, good. Yeah, no, I don't want to be in trial in general. I don't want to be a jury member. I don't want to be a yeah, judge. Oh my god! They have a clip going around YouTube of the the prosecutor asking Johnny Depp the same question over and over and over again. And he's like, yeah, I already told you. Uh, it's still my signature. Yep, third time, still my signature. Uh, yes, it's still my signature. Uh, dude, it's so funny. Like, it shouldn't I, be funny, but the trial is funny. All right, um, Tan, what's your number four? Uh, great, great. I get to follow that. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> um, well, Mike knows what this one is. My, my number four is The Killing of Satan. <laughs> because this is a Filipino film that that apparently is what they they think Catholicism is, 
and it's amazing. Now, now <laughs> the question is, are, are they are they more right than most Catholics? <laughs> I don't think so. Fun than most Catholics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did you just call Catholics right at all? <laughs> About being Catholic. <laughs> they, they, I don't. I don't know how much to claim who's more right or less right about being their, their version of Catholicism. You get lightsabers, so yeah, yeah, very right. true. See, like, yeah, like and, like, and uh, the Catholics watch this movie, like yeah. <laughs> Dan was like, I want to do top five Satan portrayals. I'm putting Satan on this list somewhere. Oh, I, I, I didn't even think about that. Shit, <laughs> hold on. Let me redo this. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so uh, I mean, th this this movie makes absolutely no sense. Lando's uncle dies, and apparently he was a saint. Lando and the guy's named Lando. Yeah, no, guy's no, he's not, 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 not Lando Calrissian. So, I mean, so his his. Is Max, not or not <laughs> that that's nowhere near the weirdest part of the story, Max. <laughs> not, Hold not on. So, so his, his his sainthood passes down to Lando, and Lando has to fight Satan and the Prince of Magic, whose big plan is to kidnap naked women and keep them in a cage in a cave, and that's <laughs> the end of that plan, apparently. <laughs> you got to keep it simple. You know, it's like the sock gnomes of uh, yeah, yeah, and and Lando has all kinds of magical powers because of his sainthood. It is it is great. All right, <laughs> Dan, Dan and still, I did an extensive talk on this many years ago on a, yes. on a chat. So I still out. want it to be Lando Calrissian. It's not. <laughs> you can't it's okay. do whatever you want, man. I, I mean, I, I I want many things to be Lando Calrissian, but it just doesn't happen. Harrison like, Ford you know, walking in, like, what's up, guys? I, I wanted Two-Face oh, wow. to be Lando Calrissian, but he like, wasn't. You keep, on, you keep on waiting for Harrison Ford to show up, and he doesn't, and that's how they get well, it. Lando's not Harrison Ford. Sorry, I screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm also I'm noticing that so far your picks are uh, very country-specific cinema, like Uganda and then Filipinos. Like... <laughs> Uh, that 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 kind of changes. Okay. <laughs> I was I was like, yeah. We're going it's, from here it's on hard out. for me to find something confusing that 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 I like because That's and, I was wondering if like the cultural aspect of it is playing into like. I think it I does. Think I get it. It's confusing because Dan doesn't turn on the subtitles. He just watches it in the other language. He doesn't know what's. <laughs> that happening. might make sense. He has to watch it again. <laughs> but uh, to check out more on this Hardcore. movie. Go to youtube.com forward slash Mike McGTV and you can listen to Mike and Dan talk about it. Nice plug. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Mick. Wow. <laughs> uh, my next one is Coherence from 2013. Uh, it's about a bunch of friends that go to a dinner party and there's a, a comet passing. It's like a rare occurrence. Oh. And I don't want to give too much away about what happens, but basically there's like an interdimensional factor to it where they find themselves having a dinner party not too far away. Oh, I've seen this. It is really around. fun. That's a fun movie to watch. I have. Yeah, it's it's not hard to follow either, but I feel like that second time I watched it, I caught more and more as I mm -hmm. went on. It actually features the guy I interviewed for the first person I ever interviewed, which was Nicholas Brendan, is in this film as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nice. I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he plugged himself. The dead. And then said, "I'm gonna check that out." <laughs> he hasn't even plugged the show that I'm on. Ah, I'm on your show. 
and he plugs his own interview and said, "Go check out his first interview. <laughs> nice. Not even like probably a good interview. <laughs> do, we, do we still have that somewhere? <laughs> yes, unfortunately, it's still out there. Oh God. Speaking of Nicholas Brendan, though, go go watch the one with the 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 killer pinata on an island. Oh yeah, because that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Put it as a top banner too. Just have like You're happy now. The whole thing. Oh, I didn't uh, care if he did or not. What is your? I just uh, thought it was funny. Uh, so you're right. My my number four is going to the Dark Knight Rises. I saw that movie. I was I was super stoned, and I hadn't been stoned in a while. <laughs> And I watched that movie, and I was like, there's no way this movie is as terrible as I thought it was. I was just really, really stoned. Normally, that works to make me like things, but since I hadn't been stoned in so long, maybe my whole brain was fucked up. I got to go watch this again. And I did. And it was worse when, it, when I was yeah. sober. And I was... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just change your, uh, your caption there to say, didn't understand the assignment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, and I, I like that movie. You have to watch The Dark Knight Rises twice to appreciate how bad it really is. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my number four. If you can ignore all the glaring plot holes, the movie's fun. Yeah, that's totally <laughs> fine. I mean, I suppose <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm not going to defend it. You like, mean to tell me we're horsing on? Uh, the Dark Knight Rises as like one of the worst Batman films. There's a there are two Batman films where Robin is 47 years old. But I never like when I saw a 47 year old Robin, I immediately understood that he was a 47 year old Robin. Like I'm like okay, playing a 12 year old. They got they got playing this dude to play that Robin the same way they got worse. they got a, then, they got a oh, 78 year old police chief. No, sorry. No. They got a seventy-eight-year-old day Spider-Man. They, they got. <laughs> but the forty-something-year-old Robin was 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 in a movie in 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 which Batman was still kind of you know, uh, fantastical. Well, yeah, that too. But but fantastical. <laughs> Whereas the Dark Knight Rises was 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 like we're gonna make this as realistic as a guy running around starving crime in a bat suit while some guy has a weird breather thing and the whole city cracks in half. Obviously, you haven't watched The Batman, which is the same thing. I have. I was, I was going to bring that up later on. It's, it's the your same thing, your but much longer. Your description of The Dark Knight Rises is the exact description exactly. people would use for The Batman. Kind of. The Riddler. Same, yeah, like the mask thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But one works, and one you would say, hey, Academy Award nominated right here. That's going to happen. And one is like it's the worst. Really? I don't think I don't think the Batman should be a cat. No, I don't care. But a lot of people love that movie. Like it's crazy. I, mean, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. But it is also a Batman film. <laughs> I I kind of liked it. Or the Dark Knight. So you don't really like the gritty, like realistic Batman. I think it's fucking dumb. And 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 and, and here's why. Like. It's a man in a suit fighting crime without nipples. But but it's supposed to be like the most realistic fucking gritty thing ever, and it's not. By 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 its basic principle, it's not. Yeah, it's, that's I mean, all I'm saying. Visually inherently silly. And, yes. and to go back on the Chris O'Donnell thing, yes, watching it now, I totally agree. But when I saw it initially, I was like twelve, so 
It didn't bother me, but yeah, no. He was playing your age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an orphan. In mechanic and maybe something else. That's all. <laughs> the second, the second in that movie, his parents died and Bruce stood up and was like, I'll take him in. And then the next moment when he rides his motorcycle to his mansion and is like, can drink. It's like I'm like this is this is a domestic partnership. This isn't yes. award. In all in all fairness, Joel Schumacher has went into interviews and said, "Oh, I knew what I was doing." Like yeah. he, he basically said, "Like yeah, I know the subtext is there. It's not supposed to be subtext." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. that's why the suits have nipples, bro. <laughs> I get that. Don't make them Robin's. Make them with all those other Batman, like like you know, the circumstances happened as they as they did, and I had to go see the movie again because I didn't understand what I had seen. That's that's <laughs> that's it. There. Nice hot button issues all over the place. Oh, all yeah. man, we're I'm hair. sorry to break it up. Sorry, I, I just I, I get heated when I talk uh, about NCIS Gotham. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Isn't that just called Gotham on Fox? <laughs> well, I guess Doesn't everybody just know, like the punk Chris chick? O'Donnell is on NCIS Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandpa. I don't watch your shows. <laughs> uh, Justin, Justin, what's your number four? Uh, my number four. So it's been minutes since I watched this movie, but Donnie Darko. Just because I like, I didn't get the thing. Like I watched. Nice. I, I, I had a, like, a girlfriend at the list. time when like, I was in high school. I think we watched like three times. I just didn't get it. I don't understand it. I know why I liked it. Like I just like we have to watch this a lot because you like it. So I was like, whatever. Like, <laughs> He tries to add in like segments from the book that what's her name, the old lady wrote, yeah, to kind of yep. make more sense about it. But I'm still kind of like, yeah, that doesn't help, but yeah, okay. I watched that movie when I was in high school and I'm like, fuck this movie, I need to go back and rewatch it because, yeah, I, I don't think I could have appreciated it's, it for what it is. It's, it's rather heavy handed though, it's like, this is art, yeah. Yes. So you know, it was it was Richard Kelly's first film too. So yeah, he was yeah. he was in really try hard mode. Yeah, yeah. I really like S. Darko though. I'm just kidding. I've never. Oh God. <laughs> oh man, if Dan's making that face. It's got to be bad. It's the sequel. It, it's bad. It's real bad. Like if if you thought Donnie Darko was kind of pretentious, oh dude. <laughs> it didn't make sense either because she's like. Years ago, something something strange happened to my brother. I'm like uh, a plane engine fell on him. Yeah, that's strange. travel bullshit. Like a plane fell on your brother in this timeline. It's like <laughs> all right. So my number is a little four. odd. How often does that happen? <laughs> yeah, true. That's true. true. There has been zero days since there's been accidents in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number four is Inception. Not because I didn't understand the movie at the end, and mainly because I went back and rewatched it to try to figure out how I thought the movie ended as far as awake or asleep. And I have my opinion on that. But um, yeah, Inception's my number four, which is probably my favorite Nolan movie. Hmm. I could watch it all the time. It made me a fan of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
and uh, reintroduce my love for um, Leonardo DiCaprio, and I love Elliot Page since you know Juno. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Inception. Because how does everybody think it in? Awake or asleep? Oh, I think he's asleep. I think he's asleep, right? Well, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think awake. What's the that's why you had to watch it eleven times. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like asleep just because like I'm I'm a pessimist. You know, I'm like. <laughs> it's probably the sad thing, you know. <laughs> I, I adopted Michael Caine's like reasoning for it. Him saying whatever scenes he's in, that's reality. That was his take on it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's awake, and so I, I, I chose to choose like the happy ending. He was in it, so sure. I'm, I'm on the side of like I don't believe it really matters. Like I like the ambiguity of it, just because that's the whole point. He spent so much time immersed in dreams and bouncing mm-hmm. back and forth that you know. He maybe he's not supposed to be fully sure. Yeah. <laughs> I hope his scary uh yelly wife ate his soul. <laughs> <laughs> scary, but also smoking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aren't they always? <laughs> number three. I mean, isn't that good and bad? <laughs> uh, my number three is under the skin. Nice. <sighs> That's my too. Just because I went into this movie with next to no context about what it's about, and it just it just starts like it doesn't try to give you any setup. Really, this is like one of the penultimate show don't tell type of films because it doesn't really give you the setup that she is this extraterrestrial type of being or anything like that. You kind of have to piece that together, and then as the movie goes on, you're kind of like, okay, she just kind of wanders throughout these cities and does her thing and there are some pretty trippy visuals and horrific things to see but upon like subsequent rewatches, i was like okay i'm getting this a little bit more and i came to sympathize a lot more with her in the film than yeah especially at the end like she's becoming yeah. she's learning more about being a human and so forth but uh oh, the, en- the ending wrecks me i'm just like this is man no. this is my number two i'm gonna call it my number three just because that's the round oh, sorry. But, um, no no I, I i love this movie too and i remember watching it the first time i'm like what <laughs> and the guy in me is like yeah scarlett johansson she's beautiful i'm gonna keep watching i'm gonna keep watching and then i got to the end and i really loved it and i wanted to watch it again for i don't even know why i wanted to watch it again but i did that was one of the uh, expectations that they subverted in the film that works it's like oh yeah attractive lady but then Oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Stuff. All right, Dan, what's your number three? Hey, Max. Did you know that your favorite Cronenberg film has a semi-sequel remake? Does it? <laughs> it's called Existence. And it's interesting. I heard it's oh, good. really interesting. No. No. Uh, it's about a video game that sucks you inside and, and you're playing this game and for some reason making guns with teeth and jawbones yes. and it's the, the whole game box has this very uh, mushy yeah like like fleshy feel that you plug it into yourself and then at the end you don't even know if you're in the game or not is it did this come out before or after the matrix I can't remember I don't remember. Around the same time, ninety-nine. Yeah. I was just trying to remember now. Yeah, but I, I forgot all about it until I was I was looking up Videodrome for something. Yeah, I was like, like that's, oh, yeah, that's funny too because like like you guys just mentioned the Matrix because Dan's movie that reminds me of the Matrix is this thing 
And I actually have the Matrix on my list in, in this spot. So, like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's very interesting. <laughs> There's something weird huh. there. I, uh, right. I, I, I've been wanting to see this, and every time I, like, think about it, I can never remember the title. Nah, I, I, I can't do this. This guy is, is too much for me. Like, that, no. No, uh, no, no. Videodrome was close to making it to my list, because the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Watch Crash, Max. You'll like Crash. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch Spider, actually. It's, no, it's very Spider. normal. <laughs> I don't know you. I don't or, uh, you. Have you have you seen a uh, oh shit shit what what's it called uh, the one where the guys in the bar and then the mobsters come in and they Roadhouse I don't know I'm too old for that one John Claude Van Damme movies <laughs> oh god I'm still going <laughs> what was that Mike. Vigo Mortensen, History of Violence. Yeah, yes, that one. Yeah, that's good. That was Cronenberg too, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Cronenberg. Yeah. Okay. Based, based that on a comic book. There you go. See, he, he can do more normal things without chest vaginas. It's fine. Oh, I'm curious, Dan. Are you looking forward to his uh, Crimes of the Future coming out? Yes. Soon? Yes, yeah. me too. Any, anything that he he, he, he makes, I'll, I'll happily watch. Wasn't he involved with the thing? Cronenberg? No, I, I think so. Something else, something else. You're thinking something else. All right, Mick, what is your number three? Uh, number three is Mr. Nobody from 2009, uh, starring Jared Leto. Okay. So it's about a, it starts out with a boy whose parents are breaking up and like his mother's leaving on a, on a train and he can choose to go with her or run back and stay with his father. Uh, and it follows the timelines of all those choices starting there. Uh, and you follow that throughout his entire life and like how it all kind of plays out. So he like, you see how it goes when he chooses his mother. See how it goes when he chooses his father. He meets different girls uh, on different versions, and like what those marriages would be like, what those kids would, having kids with them would be like. It's really trippy. It's it's a hard to follow because there's a lot of timelines, so you got to follow. You got to watch it a couple of times. But um, once you get there and like you follow everything, it's really well told story. Right, I'm gonna check that out. Okay. Well, don't all speak on this yeah. podcast. At I, once. I, I, I'm just I've never watched it, but it's not sweet. I'll, I'll check it out. I've seen the promotional image of Leto in Mr. Nobody, but I, I had never heard anything about the actual story, so I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird like sci-fi type of tale, but it's it's really well told. It's it's I put it on the same plane as like a as Primer. Yeah. That definitely sells me. I can't wait to check it out. That definitely sells me. He said so flat. <laughs> that that is my sells seal of truth. Like, watch this movie. That's just what I say. I'm excited to watch everything, Justin. <laughs> I like watching everything. Like if I pulled up my Hulu right now, you would you would take me somewhere for uh, addictions because like I was flipping through my Hulu. I'm like seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it, seen it. So anytime somebody has something new for me, I'm very excited. It's just like a hoarder's like themed like. Just playlist. <laughs> this is my favorite they have a, movie. They have, a, they have a category for Jason's like the rest of the stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's, here's everything left. All marking things. <laughs> All right, Max, where are we at? Uh, what was it? No, 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 three or two? Three. Three. Oh, Matrix. My mother's Matrix. Yeah. No. I remember seeing that in theaters. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, yep. it's, 
it's good, you know, and like, but it's good as a, a few different things. And you know, like people can put compare it to Tron and shit, but I'm like, it's different from Tron in that, like, yeah. you also get a lot of of Agent Smith, like towards the end, and it's like, you know, it's like it's the smell if there is such a thing. Yeah, like, like I like that's something you know, like I, you're you don't really think about, and, and uh, it you it kind of you can let it go by. If you know, like, just watching the movie and it's totally fine. You know, like, it's just a great line, and you can let it go by. But then it's like this this thing, like they didn't they never smelled anything in their life. Like, yeah. they, like they know it's as a concept, but like they like that's really interesting. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of different stuff I think you can get from the Matrix. But uh, yeah, I really had to go and see it again, especially like not having a clue about the movie walking into it. Um, yeah, it, like it, 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 it is easily a few things, but it's also you know complicated more other things. So I really like the Matrix. I need I'll to, have watch to, the I'll new to check one. that out. Go check out the fourth yeah. one. Oh, that, one, that one. You sold me on. Or the second one. Watch the Matrix. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, yeah. I, I would never watch the second I one again. Agree with Cole hardly. The second one is my favorite one, actually. Yeah, the highway scene is like tops. <sighs> it's like ambient to me, the Matrix 2. But um, we're not here for that. Justin, what's your number three? <laughs> so, uh, I think the rest of my list would be very similar to this because it's the movies I like to watch like one more time just to kind of see like, oh, he is the villain. Uh, Kaiser, who is Kaiser Soze? The usual suspects. Things like that. I, I like going back and like, rewatching like, oh, yeah, you definitely get, kind of follow like, what's going on. Kevin Spacey being the bad guy. Spoiler alert. But. What? Good job. God damn it, Justin. Who is Kaiser Soze? <laughs> Kevin Spacey well, apparently is Kevin Spacey now. Jeez. <laughs> You're welcome. The usual suspects is sick. That's a that's a really yeah. cool movie. Like just yeah, as like the style. Like, I like yeah. uh, I like a lot. I agree. Brian Singer. Good time. Uh, my number three was the same as Mike's. Oh, okay. so Mike, what is your number two? Yeah, uh, number two. Well, I was talking about this director before we started just because his new movie's out, The Northman, which I liked a lot. But uh, second one, The Lighthouse. Oh, uh, I should have picked that. That's such a good pick. I love it, The Lighthouse. I, I like this a lot. Again, it's one of those films where I kind of got the idea of it in the first sitting about like paranoia, isolation, and also, you know, about like what defines masculine behavior and things like that i got that but then as i saw it like the second and third times around i'm like there's an addiction undertone here as well there's uh a little bit having to do with alcoholism and things like that and uh this idea of yeah that for long archaic idea of what is supposed to constitute being a man and i i dug it quite a bit and it is horrific as well and i also love too like the lighthouse you know the figure, the literal and figurative lighthouse in the film. It could be many different things for many different people. Who knows what Willem Dafoe saw when he was staring right into it, and who knows what Pattinson saw when he was uh, uh, staring yeah. into it. I just love watching William Dafoe go crazy, just yeah. Yeah. slow descent into like madness. If it was even slow, but it was a lot of fun to watch. And hey, there's farting <laughs> in it too, so you know, yeah. comedy. Willem yeah. Dafoe's face is so yeah. You're expressive. Right. Yes, like it's it's really something unto itself. <laughs> yes, William Dafoe does creepy better than Jack Nicholson does. Like in the Shining. Yes, Willem yeah, Dafoe's twin yeah. brother, William First Dafoe. Yes. Frame. Willem Dafoe yeah, awesome. yes, yes, William Dafoe is great. <laughs> Why just spill your beans? I love the the uh, the 
the metal remix of him beating the 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 bird against the the, the rock too. It's, 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 fucking, it's amazing. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, there, was, there was an interview with uh, what's her name Anya Taylor Joy, who who was in The Witch and who's in The Northman and stuff. And she yeah. was like, I would have loved to have been either the mermaid or the seagull in the lighthouse. I'm like, no, I, you wouldn't have wanted to be the seagull. <laughs> so what are my lines? Ah! <laughs> all right dan what's your number two uh my number two is highlander 2 the quickening <laughs> Jesus. oh damn how did you I go from a ugandan film to highlander 2 oh no i love this movie <laughs> I it makes no sense it makes absolutely no sense. I tried to rewatch it as an adult i had to turn it off like 20 minutes and i was like i can't and I, I'm, I'm talking I'm I'm talking the 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 original cut, not 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 the renegade thing, the one that makes absolutely no sense and doesn't care. They're from a different planet now, and and they they were mortal, but they're mortal. So we're gonna send some weird dudes on hover bikes, and now they're mortal again. And by the way, we shielded the sun with something, and and then freaking Sam Fisher has to come back and, and beat him up, and it's 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 great. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I I searched long and far to find a copy of the original, and I have it. <laughs> Our friend Amit, who's been on the show many times, he had he had his dad take him to get a video card just so he could rent the Highlander movies. So I've seen Highlander two, three, four, however many there are. I've seen. You them said so it was long. always three. What's that? You said it was always part three. The three, three is what he rented the most. Yes, but he rented okay. them all, and ah, uh, okay. that's all he would rent. That's all he would watch is Highlander. All <laughs> Highlander. to be consistent. Mike. We go to the yeah. video store. I'm like, he's like, I don't know. Let's go look, and then it'd be Highlander. So, <laughs> uh, Nick, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is Enemy by uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Um, yeah. It's a Jake Gyllenhaal film where uh, he plays a history teacher. He's kind of like down and out, like uh, just isn't enjoying life and he sees himself in a movie. So he searches out the actor and the whole movie is very odd in how to do it. He plays a character, Adam, I think is his name. And that guy's name is uh, Anthony or something like that. They're both a names. I know that. Um, and they're, it's just, it's a weird movie. It really is, but it's so well done. And it's going to take you probably more than two watches to really fully understand it because there's this whole spider's angle to it. Um, you know, it's all about identity and trying to figure out who you are as you're kind of coming to grips of who you are, you know, in life and and the new type of person you're becoming with age and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's odd, but it's really well done. And it, it's definitely worth a watch. Well, two watches, trust me. Okay, again, I really love that you guys. Because you left the speechless. So I'm like, oh my god! I yeah. This is a podcast. You can't. <laughs> wow. Mick for a minute. The <laughs> Mick, I was. I'm sorry, I can't stay for the full time. But I was. I was really curious what your thoughts are on the very ending of it. Uh, it and that that ending has made me watch this movie at least five times not twice because like, i had to figure it out i in depth went online and was just trying to research like what did this mean like what is this what is happening spider that's just bad filmmaking at that point. 
terrifying <laughs> ending that you know has no I, you did not see coming whatsoever enemy spider to help me figure out <laughs> it's so hard to figure it out yeah but it's, it's quite the web yeah it's um, like my my uh, favorite genre of of uh youtube videos is is uh you know the ending of whatever the hell movie you just watched explain you know it's, it's, like, it's like if if you need that explained, then then either a you're dumb or the 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 filmmaker didn't do their job. You know, like, like that's... I was so glad to find out how Ace Ventura finally ended. Like I finally understood yeah, yeah. Like, what the place is out mean. It's too much backwater. Too much backwater. You know the third Ace Ventura movie. I did not. Yeah, Ace Ventura Junior. Yeah, it's bad. It's terrible. Real bad. I worked on it. Every day was just like, why am I here? So you knew going through it wasn't gonna be great. That's rough. Mike, what were you saying? Oh no, I was just saying, like, have they ever made a video for like a Jordorowski movie or anything like that? (laughs) Like where you basically be like, the ending explained, you really don't want to know. Because I mean If I'm you didn't understand, watch you be thankful and move on. <laughs> Max, what is your number two? Uh, my number two is going to go to. Let me consult my list here. <laughs> <laughs> no book uh, and Oh, the uh, the original Transformers movie. Had to go back and watch that train wreck again. <laughs> you really didn't understand the assignment. It is kind of glorious, though. I'll, I'll give it that. <laughs> like, at least Dan's choices, all of them sort of make sense. Uh-huh. Yours is like it's transformed. Do they? I did not want to watch that again after watching it. <laughs> I, was, I, like, I was so amazed. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way that's what they did. <laughs> I don't know, man. The first Transformers looks like like a, an Oscar pick compared to everything. That oh yeah, no, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. But, the, but I, uh, you know, I had uh, I, I had learned my lesson by Transformers too. <laughs> but what about a dinosaur and a sword? This will work. <laughs> yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> a giant robot rides a dinosaur with a sword. It's fine. It's totally cool. <laughs> So uh, I I kind of, for some reason, the signal got mixed up here in my brain. Uh, The first original animated Transformers movie or the first Michael Bay one? The Michael Bay one. The animated one is amazing. Oh, God. No, the animated one, I couldn't watch again for fucking months because I was so traumatized after watching it the first time. (laughs) They killed Optimus Prime, bro. (laughs) (laughs) They had to show you they had stakes. Yeah. All right, uh, mm. Justin, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is... <laughs> Sorry, your phone distracted me. Uh, Fight Club. Yeah. yeah. Just because I, I, I enjoyed kind of going back and, like, once you know, like, the kind of twist at the end, it's like, oh, this makes a lot more sense to me. So it was a fun to rewatch it. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have quite a few movies like that. I like to go back and, like, Saw 1. I like to go back and see, like... Yeah. Saw's so on my list. Too. I mean, I don't have a lot of, like, esoteric or out there movies, so I was like... I like Fight Club is one of those ones I always go back to find something new about it. That's like, oh, I didn't catch that before. It's fun when you can do that. Like Sixth Sense was one I I haven't watched it more than twice I think in my lifetime. But going back and watching it the second time and trying to pick up on everything that led yeah. up to the ending, I really liked. I'm not going to spoil the Sixth Sense to everybody. Calm down. Um, but that kind of movie just kind of ruins it, it itself by what kind of movie it is. Like you know, 
Like you can't you can't go and, and watch it again and be like, oh yeah, that that's right. Anything where like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. Like once it's out of the yeah, bag, it's out yeah, yeah. Like there, there is the, the Jason. There, I do agree with Jason. Like there is the novelty of going back, you know, initially and being like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. Now this makes a lot more sense. Or oh, I've never noticed that before because yeah, I enjoy that a lot. I do that a lot. But yeah, yeah, like six cents. I haven't had the urge to go back. I watched it like I think three times in my life and. That was that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. I wanted to show yeah, Tony, yeah. but Tony's like six cents. He's dead at the end. I have to say I did end up spoiling. Yeah, that, that movie did like, play well, out. Oh, hey, good job, game. buddy. It's been spoiled. It's okay. Uh, it's it's Tony, 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 yeah, it was it was spoiled for me the first time I watched it, so I didn't I didn't have to. Like, that makes it so like, much worse. That's yeah. unfortunate. Because yeah, the first viewing is actually good. Everything else is kind of me. Yeah. Like that's that's what you can say about about dude's career too. Oh, <laughs> dang, that's fine. My number down. two is uh, Twin Peaks: Fire Walk with Me, which was my first nice. introduction to David Lynch, which is why I chose this <laughs> one over the rest. Um, I still don't understand the the scene where he's looking at the video camera footage. Like, I don't know what it is that he sees there or what he's looking for. Um, but um, oh, the the closed circuit when David Bowie's walking through, you mean? Yeah. And, you know, everybody that went back and watched the new Twin Peaks that had only seen the show, hadn't seen Fire Walk with me, they were like, what, what is this? Yeah. This is the studio that gave David Lynch money to do whatever he wanted with it. And mm-hmm. you got Twin Peaks, the event. And uh, I freaking love that, too. But no, I, I love Fire Walk with me and have had to watch it a few times to fully understand what i'm watching it's so it's funny that like because i picked a david lynch film for my first one as well but fire walk with me being your number one out of all the david lynch number two or your number two out of all your david lynch movies confounds me but it's just because it's uh it's the first one i saw it's the first one i I just wanted to talk about twin peaks it's most straightforward (laughs) david lynch there is like you just kind of get it (laughs) no and i I would say elephant man is the most straightforward david lynch movie other than the beginning with the elephants fucking like (laughs) once you get past that maybe dune no that movie yeah does he doesn't know it comes with a glossary though yeah so it, it, it 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 is relatively straightforward that's yeah, one you right. shouldn't even watch once, let alone twice. No, you should watch that a million times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, what is your number one? Well, you mentioned it. Um, so, yeah, uh, David Lynch was one of my number one picks. It might even be – we might even have the same pick, Mick. I'm not sure. But uh, I, my introduction to Lynch was through Twin Peaks and Fire Walk with me. And so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm interested to see what else that he's done. And everything else I'm like, I get the gist of. And this is the one that I've come back to more frequently like, I'm getting more and more about this. Ah, nice. time. Nice. Do you want me to hang on to it until we get to you, or no? I, it's not a racer head, so but that's oh, a, a racer Okay, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, a racer head is when I first saw it. Like, and this is after I'd seen Twin Peaks and and uh, Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Even then, I was still like, "Wow, this is really dark and morbid." But I have no clue what's taking place. <laughs> and then, as I watched it more and more, I'm like. Okay, I get what he's doing now because there is a story there. It's a story about someone who's not ready for parenthood. It's a story about, you know, <laughs> basically having to rely on the barest of resources for yourself in a difficult situation, in a difficult setting, and not, not succeeding in it. It's about flights of fancy and refusing to kind of give in to reality. Girl in the radiator, essentially. That, yeah. um, <laughs> and 
Yeah, and I'm like, okay, okay, I get this now. At first, I was very much like, it's it's a funny movie, too. Like, there are some funny things in this movie. <laughs> but it's so strange and so surreal and bizarre. And I'm like, what is this about? Like, what am I supposed to ultimately take away from this? And then it wasn't until, like, the second viewing or so that I really started to settle into it and be like... It was, like, episode okay. nine of uh, the Twin Peaks reboot, where it's just, like, first 12 oh. minutes is a guy sweeping the bar and listening to like nine inch nails i had somebody in the house with me watching it and i'm like wait till you see twin peaks it's gonna be fantastic and that's the first <laughs> one we saw and then it goes into like a whole black and white montage with like no dialogue and um yeah no yeah lynch I and also it. this is this was lynch right out of the gate too so yeah it was just like set the whole career up uh yeah he was almost gonna do return of the jedi which would have been fascinating dan yes. what is your number one my number one is happens to be my favorite horror movie of all time, uh, Lucio Fulci's The Beyond, <laughs> because it it does have a story. <laughs> but the first time you watch it, it's just batshit insane. Uh, you, you got I don't know this this lady get, gets a hotel in which there are ghosts, and it it happens to be on the uh, the one of the the three gates to hell. And then, or no, no, Seven Gates to Hell. Sorry, the 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 American butchered version was Seven Doors of Death. So, but uh, anyway, there's a plumber that shows up and gets his eyes plucked out. Uh, some some uh, uh, construction dude gets his face eaten by spiders. Some little girl goes blind after her 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 mom gets acid poured on her face. And then there's zombies. And then they end up in a painting. And and that's the end. <laughs> I've seen that. You made me watch it for Freddy Geeks. I yes. agree. I have no idea what I watched. I love <laughs> this movie though, because it's not about the story, it's about how how he makes the setting and you feel while watching it. <laughs> nice. Uh Mick, what is your number one? <laughs> uh number one for me, uh so Mike and, and you were right, like with David Lynch, it's hard to make a list like this and not put all David Lynch movies. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, and Eraserhead was almost on there. Uh, but I, I substituted out for this one because this one is just like so weird because it just changes. It shifts to a completely different movie halfway through. Uh, Lost Highway. Oh, um, nice. Um, it's, such a, it's such an odd movie um, about a man who's, uh, you know, he's a musician uh, it's very. It's all about egos, and like you know, dealing with egos and things like that. And I never understood it the first time. It took like a few times and like kind of doing research to kind of understand this. But Bill Pullman playing a man who, you know, adores his wife, is in love with her. Uh, it's played by Patricia Arquette, mm -hmm. and then, uh, but he's older. He's kind of dealing with things, life like that. And then, hello, okay, why are you showing yeah. me that? Would showing you me like that? to see I, the best ad? Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to see more? <laughs> yeah. um, to see more. So, uh, yeah, it, it's just it's like, just the way it plays out. He's framed for killing his wife, goes to jail, and he transforms into a younger, not himself, but a young man uh, who gets out. He's a mechanic. He's, like, you know, very sexual. It's everything that he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. and the whole story shifts into this guy having an affair with the mobster's wife, and it just, it, it, it all turns around, but it's, at the base of it, it's all about a man's ego and, you know, sex and things like that. It's weird. You're just going to take your time to figure it out and watch it a few times. But yeah, it's, it's a trip. Bill Pullman. 
And that is a real killer in it. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, how do you feel about now that there's an actual legit murderer in the cast? (laughs) Real guy who killed his wife. (laughs) But the best part about Lost Highway is that it it introduced the the, the rest of the world to Rammstein. It did. That soundtrack was awesome. It's not even like my particular genre of music, but I freaking love that soundtrack. And you got a bunch of, of, of punks singing Hi Rate Mesh, thinking it's something awesome when it means marry me. So, you know. <laughs> uh, Max, what is your number one? Uh, my number one goes to Pulp Fiction. Hey. Um, I almost nice. made my list. Yeah, yeah cool movie. Uh, the, like, you know, all the timelines are kind of, you know, a little bit off. So, like, that took, you know, it's, it's a kind of a shift for some people to you know, understand. But, like, there's just so much in that movie that, like, you know, it's very quotable and there's, like, you want to really focus on each of the stories like by themselves and all the stuff's going on. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, just real cool movie. I had to watch twice and definitely enjoyed it every time I've seen it since then. <laughs> all right, Justin, what is your number one? Um, my number one was The Shining, and mainly because I was watching Room 237, like, I don't know, a couple months <laughs> nice. ago, and I was like, you know what? I mean, there's probably a lot of rewatching available. Yeah, Justin watching goes, the moon landing was fake! Yeah. Oh my god, a hollow <laughs> sweater! Now a Charlie Day image from It's All Sunny with all the... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good pick, man. Uh, my number one is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, mainly because going back the second time, I really got to catch on that we were looking at the evolution of life and humanity and just where we were to where we are now and where we're going to be. I just, I love that movie. That movie is fantastic. And, and a giant space baby. Is- did you did you hear the explanation, uh, the recordings they uh, put out of Stanley Kubrick explaining the end? No. It's no. really well done, like how he's in a yeah. zoo. And alien to aliens at the zoo to watch his whole lifeline, and to where he'll they will eventually evolve into something different than humans. That's cool. That's fantastic. I thought that was a pretty cool explanation. Oh, yeah, that's good. Great. All right, everybody. I'm going to throw it to a quick 10 second break, and then on the other side, we will be joined by Stacy and Gil, and then um, we'll see you guys in just a few seconds. Hello, citizens. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the TV series Batman, and you're listening and watching the Three Geeks. And it is fantastic. Wowie Zowie. mobile. And we're back with two of my favorite people. Uh, Stacy and Gil, how are you guys doing? Great. How are you? Fantastic. I actually, I was on, can you hear us? Yes. Okay. I was actually on um, the comic book man with Burt Ward on the last season of comic book men, the show that he did like the, um, he he went on and like the animals like were dressed as different um, superheroes and the comic book men and Burt Ward, you know, and so we were like the family that they called in to have like the, you know, three small rows of people to just cheer on. And you saw a bunch of my close ups with me and my youngest son and he was so nice and he signed um you know pictures for my youngest son which like he has no idea at that point in time i'm like it's a wonder boy you know or boy wonder you know all that stuff and he's like oh i don't know but he's starting to appreciate comic books more as he gets older but yeah so we were on that one so if you even if you um go on amazon and netflix and all that jazz you can find it (laughs) and you'll see my face (laughs) gil how have you been over the last year doing good buddy doing good you know it's just working working and uh having fun yeah, you guys have been doing quite a few things this year. Uh, awesome. let's, 
Let's start with the CBD because I tried mm -hmm. it and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. The Delta 8s. Yeah. Liked them? Oh, my God. I had one of the best naps ever. Right? My sister, my sister right. had been super stressed, and I'm not supposed to talk to this, but nobody she knows is going to watch this. So I gave her half of a Delta Eight, and she finally like smiled and laughed for like the first time in two weeks. And then after 30 minutes of Easter dinner, she went and took a really long nap. So I did cut her Easter short, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing sometimes. She was happy, right? That's yeah. the point. That's the point. I'm so glad that you like them. You could go to nanosalpro.com and use the <laughs> promo code FANROOM20 and get 20% off right now. We also have the discounts where you could buy five bags or you could buy like buy two, get one for 10 bucks. So like there's a bunch of stuff going on. So nanosalpro.com. <laughs> We're also sponsoring the fan room this weekend. Nanosol Pro is sponsoring the fan room this weekend with Lamar Odom, which I'm super excited about. Uh, the show fanroomlive.com if you want to get tickets to join us, um, but it'll be fun and exciting too. So <laughs> you guys in Hi everybody. I see over there. <laughs> and I thank you, Blackamus Prime at Three Geeks. <laughs> for spelling my name right with the E. Thank you. <laughs> Are you guys down in Florida now? Yes. yes. See the background? Isn't it pretty? It's very pretty. Awesome. Now, I know one of your new passions is NFTs. And as somebody who doesn't fully understand it, uh, so like Snoop just recently uh, pulled all the Death Row catalog off and he's going to make them all NFTs, like an NFT record label. What does that mean? Like, where can I go to listen to Doggy Style? And notes, too. Right. Well, well. It, you can go to, uh, he has something going on with uh, Google, uh, not Google, um, Gala Music, Gala Music. Yeah. which is connected with the Gala Network and blockchain and all of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it works, the, their theory is very interesting. So uh, it's basically like an Apple Music type thing. Okay. okay? But now let's say um, you want to listen to a song that's not on your playlist. So you should search it. So what the system does is searches everybody's playlist. And when it finds the song, I'll let you hear it. But now you're going to make some gala money out of that mm -hmm. by listening to the song. The song holder is going to make money by letting you listen to the song. And what communicates this too is something called a node. Okay. It's, it's in the middle there that that's all the searching. And the node gets 35% of whatever the total payout is. The artist gets 50% of the total payout. So everybody gets paid. Mm -hmm. you know, to listen to music, which is yes. great. And it's a platform that you're not going to need a record label to be able to release your uh, your music. But word on the street is that Death Row is coming out with its own nodes uh, come this fall. So I guess right. we're going to stay tuned for all of that. But again, that's kind of like the future of music, I think, where I see it going. I don't know about you, but it's like now you can listen to music and make money at the same time. Like literally having one of these nodes, you're going to make money on every single time somebody listens to a, a song. So just imagine Apple Music and then you get 35 percent you know, of just everybody listening to music. Well, yeah, stuff, it's, so. it's not really like that. But yes, yeah. it's, it's more like whatever work your node did yes. out of the, the whole work. database, mm -hmm. you get paid for it. So every time, yes. you know, so a node is something that you can buy. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's an asset. Um, it's uh, in basically from what a node does is searches, gathers, saves, and shares information. That's the action of a node. Mm -hmm. It's an old 
computer programs that we have had since, you know, DOS, mm -hmm. for example, right? Mm -hmm. so, so this is the same thing. The only difference is that you can actually buy the node itself mm -hmm. or a license to, to the node. Mm -hmm. So then when you bought the license, every revenue that that node makes by doing a job, by doing a query, right, you get paid. Mm -hmm. And people make a very good passive income out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds like a good opportunity for almost independent artists, right? Because I've, I've always heard some friends of mine that have mm -hmm. stuff on Spotify, like they don't get paid anything really from Spotify. So right. something like that is an opportunity for them to make some cash. It Absolutely. Like. It, exactly. Because the way the songs are coming out, they're coming out in a form of an NFT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't buy the NFT for that record, you don't have it on your playlist. Yes. And Snoop has his right. stuff, I believe, on Sandbox right now, which is what that's he's, his metaverse. Well, yeah, and that's where like he has a home, and and I mean the neighbor bought uh, a virtual you know house next to Snoop Dogg's virtual house in the Sandbox for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So it's like there's also money to be had yes. there in virtual real estate, which again is just an NFT. Right. Everything which is, is a lot. NFT. Virtual real estate, virtual mm -hmm. cars, virtual clothes, you name Artwork, it. Artwork, I mean, literally, uh, farts. People have made over $200,000 on NFT farts. Look Jeez. it up. So, so <laughs> help me understand. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm not understanding right. But so the independent, like, if I have a song, make an NFT of a song, does that mean, like, Jason and myself can buy that same NFT? Like, is it, is it like yep. a one-to-many type of yes. relationship? Right. And all different kinds of ways, too. Like, for example, the Nas one that Nas, the, the rap artist, he just dropped one in right. January because we tried to get some. I mean, it was sold out in, like, less than four minutes. And he did two different songs at two different times. So many people came to the website that it crashed and they had to postpone it for 10 days. Um, but essentially it was three tiers and each tier gave you a certain percentage of the royalties for the streaming for oh. that song. Because mm -hmm. he gave 50% of each one of the songs up for people to buy as NFTs. And so there was like 400 of you know this one, 200 of this one, but then that's it. So even the ones that people, you know, went to purchase for, I guess it was like $5,000 was one of the tiers. Now they're being resold for like $48,000 as NFTs. I mean, because sure. they figure with, you can talk about the streaming last year. That was like 11, it was 11 like, million. Yeah. It was 11 million. So what was like the breakdown of the payouts? Yeah. One was like um, a little bit less than one and a half percent. That was like $200 for that one. Mm -hmm. The $500 one was giving you, I want to say, like 1.875. Mm -hmm. um, so one point, you know, almost 2%. And for 500 And the third one was uh, 4000 Basically, it was 4500 almost. Mm -hmm. And that one gave you like 2.5%. But then the payouts for that one, just well, based off of the revenue. Much higher, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So the, the more of your initial investment, the higher your return. Right. So if you look at it, the $200 investment mm -hmm. would give you passive income. If, you know, he made 11 million streaming that song this mm -hmm. year, mm -hmm. it would be something like about 45 to five, 4,500 to $5,000 sure. for the year. For $200. <laughs> for a $200. That's great. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. The 500 was giving you between like 11 to 12,000. Awesome. And the five, the basic, the five thousand dollar one, the forty five hundred dollar one, was giving you like forty four thousand yeah. a year. So you know, by engaging into their own like uh, royalties, mm -hmm. you know, is going to create a bigger attraction. Mm -hmm. But yes, I believe the music industry is totally going to be going into the blockchain. 
yes. being able to produce without a record label or without being to be tied into mm -hmm. a record label, have a hundred percent say in your money and on your art. Well, I think everybody's going to go there. And yeah. that's really what our clients, like we have, you know, some A-list clients that we're going to be coming out with and it has to do with music and whatnot. We're also, um, working alongside in you know various different ways with um, mint songs on open sea if you look up mint mm -hmm. songs they just they're they've been in business now for about a year and a half and they're one of the biggest um they have like over 1700 artists and it is like indie artists and people and i know because we're again we're working with them that the artist makes like 95 percent of the money back on that platform and it's like the number one uh, music platform on OpenSea. So like just speaking with the music that you're asking about, check out Mint Songs for sure. They're great people to work with. And you make, that's where I found too for indie artists, like people that don't have the big name and all that mm -hmm. stuff. That's still one because they still have the marketing. They have the whole marketplace and it is one of the number one for songs on OpenSea's for indie artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about Filmio. Uh, Filmio. And Filmio is for, uh, we've been working with them. It's uh, film.io. Um, and I love the people that have come up with this. It's the only real, uh, they call DAO, which is, a, you know, a different kind of decentralized autonomous organization, if you will, a DAO. Um, and it's the only one in the film industry um, and we've been doing some stuff because we're, we're going to be part, we're, we are partnering with, um, Kevin Smith's uh, film festival coming up in August, uh, which I'm excited about. And we're doing it with Filmio because we're going to be doing the NFT part of things. And Filmio is on the blockchain. But if you go to it, like you get tokens and it's for it's almost like a Kickstarter, but not a Kickstarter. But it's still ways for people to make money. It's a distribution platform that's on the, you know, on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. But they also have ends with other bigger um like film festivals across the world and everything. So it's it's a really cool new platform that we're all getting out there. But again, I we're doing some work with them um because we're we're gonna be at um Kevin Smith's very first mm -hmm. film festival in August. Yeah, which you could, you could submit your film still for <laughs> at right. Smod Castle. We're excited about that. So that's where we met Jason, all of us. <laughs> right, yeah, that was great. That is true. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, and it's also a place where it allows you to be able to raise your funds. Yes, mm -hmm. for, uh, for your funds. Because everybody that belongs to it, you, you buy tokens to be able to do anything on it, mm -hmm. right? So you can easily invest five bucks worth of tokens. You can invest mm -hmm. 5,000, you know, um, and that's their goal is to have the, you know, the independents be able to raise money and put their films out there and their series out there and stuff for people yeah. to be able to see. And you can so, watch them on there too and right. give like a token if you like it, you know, like, okay, here you go. I, I liked it. So I'll just throw you one token, which could just be like 50 cents worth of your time. But in the payout, it's all works together with, you know, the ads and everything else to kind of help build right. and NFTs. And you're dealing with the whole world, mm -hmm. not just the U S so, yes. right. yeah. you know, it's a global anybody, economy. right. Anybody mm -hmm. that has a computer or a cell phone is able to get there. Yeah. So I guess yeah. the whole like, you know, theme of everything is networking. I mean, we're working together with other right. different companies and everybody is like not we're all getting along. Nobody hates each other. I mean, and you can still hate each other. But the point is, is like <laughs> you got to work together and that's how you succeed. I, I feel. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that works for anything, really. Mm -hmm. 
So is there is there a coin? Is like is it like Ethereum that kind of coin? Like is it like on the blockchain type of coin, like transactionally like that, or is it is it not? You know it what could, I mean? It could be. It yeah, could yeah. be any okay. coin that you want it to be. Essentially, like when you do put an NFT out on the blockchain, you can choose what how you want. Oh, it. okay. So it could be fiat, or it could be just exactly. any coin. I guess exactly. Mm -hmm. And just you know, to make it simple, just look at the coins as different currencies, guys. Sure. So, yeah, so whenever somebody says a coin, it's just another currency. The same thing as Bitcoin, same thing as Ethereum, you know. Yes. And okay, so there's not a specific coin. It's just a coin. It doesn't matter. Well, if, well, know, right. Bitcoin yes. or an Ethereum or whatever. And right. coin is like the cryptocurrency. Token is mm -hmm. like NFTs, which is more gotcha. of an gotcha. asset. So a okay. coin and a token are two different things, even though mm -hmm. they sound the same. Thank you. Now, for somebody that's uh, like me and um, has no idea, like, what's happening, Bob, uh, how would I get the cryptocurrency? Like, how would I turn cash into cryptocurrency? Is that a thing? Can you do that? Yeah. You could do it on <laughs> PayPal. You could do it on Venmo. You could do it on yeah. Cash App. <laughs> and there's Coinbase, too. I don't know. They, they Coinbase, Coinbase is, is good. The, is the best, I feel. Well, as long, it's the, the as, long as your reputable bank, at the moment. It is reputable. and is, But as long as your bank uh, that you link it up to uh, does support cryptocurrency, that's another thing you have to watch because yes. banks that don't, um, they will deny all of your transactions for your money to go in there. So there's only awesome. like a handful that don't. Everybody seems to be getting on board, but the ones that aren't, like they will deny mm -hmm. it because even just getting like, you know, the bank account for our NFT company. Right was he, he can adjust to that that was fine <laughs> yeah no it's it was ridiculous you know mm -hmm. like bnc does not support crypto whatsoever they'll mm -hmm. even cancel your account yeah you oh, know wow. which is i think totally ridiculous you know they go, they're going up you know against the stream here um the best one out there that don't care and supports it is uh, bank of america mm -hmm. you know that's that and they're smart because they're actually getting in the crypto market yes and starting to put their own name out there, you know, when all the other facilities are trying to shy away from it. Mm -hmm. And decentralization, at the end of the day, that that's usually wins. You know? I mean, President Biden even said, you know, signed what two weeks ago that they were going to look into a national cryptocurrency for the country, which a hundred other countries, over a hundred other countries, are currently doing at the moment. So it seems like really, like you know biting your nose off to spite your face a little bit if you ask me <laughs> well you know it's giving up control of, i get of, it of monopoly that's just how I it get is it, you know? but sometimes you just gotta do it if the country is gonna go cryptocurrency then what are you gonna do like <laughs> right exactly exactly so cool awesome. i'm learning so much i because <laughs> i've been so curious because i've been hearing stuff about death row and i heard kevin smith's next movies coming out as an nft and yes. um I want to be involved in this stuff. I know Eminem is now doing NFTs too, and I'm a huge fan. I'd like to be able to support. I just, I don't like, I never really understood how to get there. So it OpenSea, I think, is the easiest one. Yeah, much. and it's one of the major ones. Yes. Now there's a whole bunch, mm -hmm. okay, platforms, right? Um, but OpenSea is the most popular one and uh, easiest to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, usually if somebody has a someplace else than OpenSea, they'll usually market the name because mm -hmm. the average user is going to go to OpenSea usually. You know? Yes. And and really, I mean, like even the Nas drop, when we did that, he had his one wallet and mm -hmm. it was not OpenSea. It was I was on a platform of Royal, it was called. 
uh, royal.io, which they're, they're great now, but again, like their, their whole website crashed. So there was a lot of different things, but then the phishing that got into and, and took a couple grand, you know, from your, yeah, your wallet, yeah. because that can happen on the unreputable platforms. So that's why right. even we stick to OpenSea because it can handle the amount of volume when like most of our clients are celebrity based. So, you know, when things come out, we're going to need just like Nas to be able to handle, you know, all around the world, people coming mm -hmm. all at once for the drop. And then we also want to make sure that people don't get their money stolen because it really is a pain in the ass to go through the whole process. But I mean, you don't even notice it. We like until he went in and looked because it was 10 days later mm -hmm. and we're getting ready for the actual drop because the first drop, you know, everything crashed. And then we go in and it's like, wait, how did we have like 800,000 transactions happen? <laughs> 800,000, yes. like a hacker got it. But like they can fish your things on those irreputable sites. So right. just from personal experience, take our word for it. <laughs> or don't. Oh, you can just Google like every Bitcoin scam ever, right? People like lift and shift whole wallets, like whole like like mm -hmm. <laughs> there's guys well, running like billions of dollars. Yeah. Whole wallet. The only reason why yeah, yeah. it stopped is because there wasn't enough yeah. to mint anymore. There wasn't <laughs> right. enough funds in oh, there. Gosh. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So and it's all like little things. So like they'll buy like little NFTs all over the place and then resell everything. So it doesn't even. Look Look like anything yeah they start with like a couple bucks and then realize you're not yeah, noticing but, and then they start taking more and more and more and then yes but then figure like when you got to go into paypal and do each thing for oh, transactions, and there's eight hundred thousand of them like you're just like oh my god they're all like 17 cents or 17 dollars like, yeah, yeah. yeah right but it, literally it's a couple grand so you know you got to start yeah we got to do it yeah so just don't do that <laughs> Uh, you're managing now too, Stacy, right? Managing what? <laughs> uh, like well, Pyro. Oh, yes. Uh, um, I've been helping out Pyro for years now. I mean, he's been such a, you know, me and him met um, out at Stanley's LA Comic Con, like I said, probably about like maybe 10 years ago or something. And he was just getting into the YouTube world. And, you know, he became a big YouTuber and was going to the YouTube house out in LA. And I mean, he's still doing really great. And I'm super stoked for him. And um, he just got a couple of um, uh, like clothing line deals for modeling. So mm -hmm. he'll be doing, you know, some stuff and he's got some more music coming out. But if you do check out his music on like Apple Music and Spotify, You'll notice the intro and the outro is featuring Stacey Toy. It's, I, I'm on a gangster rap record from Compton. I have made it, you know? Yeah, you it. I'm working with Death Row. I'm on like a rap album. Like this is like, oh, I'm living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Like what else have you guys been up to? I see you guys on Facebook, like everywhere. I got Seems like you're Facebook. everywhere, a new place every week. Yeah, it looks like that. No, we are like. It looks like that. Yeah. We've been up, uh, you know, back everywhere. and forth because we're in Florida and in Pennsylvania, so we're back and forth all the time. New Jersey. And New Jersey. Um, so we're all over the place. And then I just got LASIK, so I could see you guys so clearly. Hey, I do. Beautiful people. <laughs> My question, Stacy, is: Do you sleep? 
Because I'll like ask you a no, question and I'll get a response at 5 a.m. and you'll ask me a question and I will respond at 7 and you'll text me right back. I'm like, is this woman ever asleep? Like, seriously. Yeah. I wish I could. I really do. Like, even when I take like prescribed sleeping pills, like I'm still up at like 3 a.m. I don't know, working in the news business and like being accustomed to being up, I think every day at like, you know, two in the morning and three in the morning, like, even though I've been out of the news business now for probably seven years, like it's still, I wake up every day and I'm up at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's annoying. Trust me. Brutal. It sounds brutal. What about you, Gil? Do you sleep? <laughs> I sleep very oh, well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> Not a problem with sleeping now. Yeah. But the Delta eights definitely help. <laughs> I'm just getting tolerable to them. Cause you know, I've been like, you know, yeah, the it's research. Sure. You got to do research on all your products. <laughs> right. So <laughs> yes 100 percent. what else do you guys have anything else you want to promote or talk about well we're gonna be mm -hmm. dropping the date in like a week or so uh but we're gonna be releasing some um well erotica well it's like cover yeah they're they're old like 1920s and 30s mm -hmm. magazine covers as a trading card set uh we're working with yeah. Rusty Gilligan, um, who is, he's been in the comic industry since like 1978, working with Marvel and DC. And he has the rights to these uh, really iconic and cool uh, old magazine covers. And um, some of them are like the golden age erotica, if you call them, then when they used to like at least put like, you know, you could see a lot more a than you bikini, could. Yeah, yeah, and actual actual boobs on some of them too. But they're old, like they look like the painting, you know, like the mm -hmm. the old. Because it has to be, you know, nineteen twenties. It's like Pep Magazine, uh, Spicy Mystery Magazine. Like some of them are cool, right? Um, but there's going to be a series of thirty. Series of thirty. Ser series of thirty, and we're going to be dropping those. Uh, on our OpenSea account. Uh, so you got to follow at NFT Drop LLC on mm -hmm. Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, we're all over the place or at Stacy Toy and at Gil Laredo, which you can spell right here on with our name. And uh, we'll have all the, the postings up for that. And then we also have Chris the Glove Taylor from Death Row. Uh, we're finishing up some stuff. He's actually finishing up, um, he's redoing an old music hit from his in 1980s when he first mm -hmm. started with Death Row and Ice-T and all these guys. Um, and he's redoing it as one of the benefits of his NFT that he's going to be releasing. That's an, uh, an image from back in the 80s also um, when he was on set uh, filming his Breaking. movie Breakin' uh, with Ice-T mm -hmm. from like 1984 or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so we redid a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, one of his pictures and um, he's going to be releasing um, a bunch of different, you know, benefits like swag because he also has a, a medical uh, marijuana company. Mm -hmm. So even just like t-shirts uh, he's going to be, you know, giving away um, access to shows that he's DJing mm -hmm, and, um, also and songs, songs, but he's also doing something cool too. He's going to be, um, giving away very just a very few of them but um access like direct access to him as an nft so oh. people in the music industry that want to be in the music industry want to be more of a producer you'll have like you know x amount of time right. to to contact him directly like with his direct cell phone to call him to text him 
email him and have him as your direct access. So there's a lot of really cool stuff coming up. And we just signed with uh, 123 Talent with the management uh, talent management company, which manages like Cedric the Entertainers, uh, you know, and, and a bunch of other people. So we have a lot of big names and people yeah. that we're currently working with. And I can't wait. And we'll definitely come back on your show yeah. to uh, you know, release uh, when all that stuff comes up. But those two, we're getting ready to pull the trigger on like at any minute. So stay tuned. And I just wanted to add, as far as Rusty, um, mm -hmm. he was the little kid on Little House in the yes, Prairie. Yes, he oh, was. Okay. And he also he was also now that you got the picture back yeah. from the house in the prairie, he was also a professional wrestler. Yeah, Andre the Giant, yes. Hulk Hogan, all the guys of Baggy, Aaron Sheik, all the ones in the in the past. Sergeant yes. Slaughter, right? I tell you guys, he's a great guy to have on the show. Yes, he yeah. has so many stories, mm -hmm. and he's been a cartoonist since 1978. I mean, he's been he's lived a life. Yeah, yeah, yes. he's been in the business for a long time. Um, he they used to refer to him as the Captain American guy. Yes, he used to always <laughs> redo, mm -hmm. right? But he does a lot of redo work, like this uh, covers, for example, mm -hmm. is when they became um digitized, and he's part of the the, the ones that we're doing is the ones mm -hmm. that he digitized from the old magazines because mm -hmm. the companies want them back again and stuff like yes. that, you know. For and art. that's the one that's the 30 that's the 30 cover, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. That we're going to be dropping of his collection. Yes, but we'll definitely get him on your show. I mean, he's like even for um like Sony and Warner Brothers, like the Spider-Man poster that you see in all of you know oh, yeah, for the I movies. He he did those. That's awesome. So like we'll get you. He's got like I said, he's been in the comic industry with Marvel, DC, Tops, uh, you know, Upper Deck, all the major major players since 1978. Mm -hmm. And he's actually from my hometown, and you know. In Little Square Town, Pennsylvania. And it was so funny because we met at a convention when I was promoting my horror film a few years ago, uh, 100 Acres of Hell, now on Amazon and like 900 other platforms. Uh, <laughs> I'm in marketing. I can't help it. Um, but we're talking. And then I said something. I'm like, I'm just an old waitress from the Hamlin Diner. And he's like, the Hamlin Diner is right down that street from me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's right down the street from me. Like, <laughs> literally, like, this town is eight miles long. Like, where did you come from? So That's we funny. found out we lived right next to each other. That's actually happened quite a few times. Like, I became friends with, like, Spinderella um, and Spinderella's brother, you know, from uh, salt and Peppa. Because oh, yeah. we met. And then we go to exchange information, like, phone numbers. And he says, you know, his area code. And I'm like, that's my area code. I'm like, where are you from? You know, like, and it's just so funny because we ended up, you know, we became really good. We all became friends with the family and I get to go to the family parties, but they're not that far away from me in little town, Pennsylvania. It's so strange. The craziest people are in Northeast Pennsylvania in the Poconos. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we got to get together for lunch. I mean, I'll come to Pennsylvania. Yes. I have no problem with that. Come it's not to too far from Columbus. You're in Florida right now. Or you it's could not. come to Kevin's Film Festival since that's a couple days long and maybe stay a night or two. Maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah. We'll we be might there. Do that. <laughs> I know that's Justin's cool. down for a road trip. I'm down for a road trip. There you go. <laughs> My go. daughter's down for a road trip. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And plus, Ernie's running it too. And now that y'all are friends, so <laughs> yeah, we're There you awesome. go. Awesome. Uh, one more time, where can everybody find you guys? 
at NFT Drop LLC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or at Stacy Toy. Don't forget the E, or else I'm never going to get it. At Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and at Gilarado. But you make sure you spell it like that because he defies all of the American language here. He's from Uruguay, and like, see the I before <laughs> E, except after C rule doesn't work here. So make no. sure you get the E before the I because he's not from this country. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, sorry, Gil. <laughs> Mouthful, I'll tell you. Holy cow. All right. And no, I don't sleep. <laughs> I thanks so much, guys, for joining us. I can't Thank wait to meet you. up in person again. So we'll definitely try to make the Kevin Smith thing work. The same here, man. And thank you for having us on. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you. Bye. That was fun. I learned so much, Justin. I know. Me too. Thanks so much. I have, you have no idea. <laughs> we're still live, by the way. I don't know if you can. <laughs> oh, we're still live. I know we're live. You and I aren't done with the show yet. Oh. All right, we're gonna wrap. Are we kicking them out? Like, <laughs> we got to promote the steam snobs and stuff. I don't know. They can stick around. I don't care. <laughs> All right, we're going. All right, to, uh, yes, all right guys. Yeah. Love you guys. So much fun. But uh, <laughs> what a fun show! Yeah, absolutely, time. absolutely fun. Now I have answers for some of uh, uh, a friend of mine's uh, NFT questions that yeah. he's been asking me, and. Uh, Maybe his artwork being NFT one day. Who knows? I would love to be a well, part of that. That's probably the benefit of that NFTs, right? Anybody can put an NFT out there, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to do it, but I at least well, yeah, know how to get one sure. now. Like, I know how to acquire one. So <laughs> I'm a step further. I mean, Justin's, like, using all this terminology. Like, he, you know this stuff. I just – I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. I know enough where I, you read a couple of articles. That's how I know it. Like, I don't yeah. know it. Know it. You guys are speaking <laughs> Japanese to me. Like, I don't get it, but I get it a little bit more now. So, mm-hmm. fascinating. Uh, go, please check out the scene snobs every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. Mick Manhattan and Casey are two of the best podcasters yeah, in the business. I absolutely love them and I uh, love the show. So, definitely check it out. And you can find us every Sunday at 12 o'clock. Until two, usually. I don't know who sticks around anymore after one. Everybody just seems to leave when they want to leave. But uh, you've always got Justin and I to finish off the show. So that's always welcome. And I'm going to go and turn into a tomato. Actually, no, I'm going to bed because this headache I woke up with, it needs to go away. It needs to go away really bad. Take some of that CBD that Stacey was talking about. I bet that helps. But I got shit to do like later. <laughs> I don't want to be tired all day. <laughs> I got to go to my daughter's volleyball at six. I have enough time to take a pretty solid nap. So that is what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. Find us every Sunday, Three Geeks Podcast. Interviews are coming back soon, I promise. And from both of us, you guys have a great day. See you, everybody. Recycle your droids.